Welcome to the Future of Medicine podcast, where we believe that feeling great and living a long time is possible and that your healthcare should help you get there. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Wenzel. My hope is simple, that this show will help you along your journey to becoming the healthiest, strongest, and most powerful version of you possible. Now, let's jump into the show. Hey, everybody. Before we jump into this episode, Jen and I are going to do a deep dive into a topic that is sadly not discussed enough. It is a top 10 killer of women uh, called osteoporosis, and it's a high-level discussion down to granular action steps you can take to de-risk your future of this tremendous killer of humans. We hope you enjoy it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Future of Medicine podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Wenzel, as always, joined by the lovely and talented Jennifer Justice. Hey, Doc. How are you? Amazing. Good. Uh, end of summer. Uh-huh. 23. School's kicking off. Yep. It's busy times for everyone. Fall is here. Almost. <laughs> um, I'm ready for fall. It's been too hot. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It, it, I love that we get all four seasons, mm-hmm. but... Summers when, are oppressive. When, whenever it's In time Nashville. for one to end, the other one is around the corner. <clears throat> this episode is um, about osteoporosis. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a, a topic that when we were digging through what we do, uh, it came to my attention that we don't have any formal content on a top killer of women. Mm-hmm. And um, so the title of this podcast is Osteoporosis, a top 10 killer of women that not many people are talking about. Love and um, we feel very passionately in our practice that bone health um, is essential <coughs> if you have <coughs> a goal of living a vibrant life on the back half. Um, we're a musculoskeletal creature where everything is built on top of our muscles, bones, tendons, and ligaments. And if there is a problem with the foundation, you're only going to get so far if you start working on the framing and electrical and pillows and drapes and paint. Right. You know, I mean, it really is kind of analogous to that. Mm -hmm. I mean, we really need a strong infrastructure if we want to have a dynamic, healthy, vibrant life. so to jump into this, let's let's first talk about what is it? What what is osteoporosis uh, for the listeners that are familiar with the term, but really need to wrap their head around it at a high level? Yeah. Um, so at its core, basically, what it means is it's a loss of bone mineral density. So we're talking about how dense and basically hard your bones are Um, and in doing some research for this podcast I didn't realize this but maybe you didn't either but adults reach their peak bone mass at about age 35 and then it starts to go down um, after that which is similar to like hormones Mm -hmm. and (laughs) all the things that we know are good for us kind of well it's funny that you bring that up because I didn't know that yeah Um, I would have guessed 40 Mm -hmm. only because after the age of 40 uh, men lose about 3% of their lean mass every year. Mm-hmm. So uh, likely not coincidental mm-hmm. that we're having a, a drop in bone density and hormones. Yeah. Um, so but more on that Very uh, 
um, uh, connected. <clears throat> and so there's like two classes of this disease. Um, the first one is called osteopenia. And so this is the precursor to osteoporosis. And it's really like the thinning of the bones. So mm -hmm. it's not where we're in full-blown like osteoporosis yet, but, but we're noticing a thinning. And the, the definition is really that the bone m mineral density is below normal when we look at like a DEXA scan, and we'll talk about that in a second, but um, it's not yet to osteoporosis. So it's kind of like the beginning of it. So osteoporosis is the disease, mm -hmm. and then the pre-osteoporosis yep. is osteopenia. Right. And then you get into osteoporosis, which osteo is the word for bone, porosis mm -hmm. meaning porous. So mm. you can put those two together and mm -hmm. kind of get the idea of what it is. But basically it's where the, the creation of new bone can't keep up with the loss. Yeah, that's right. So we have more loss than we do creation of new bone. And when, maybe you all remember this from health class, I kind of do, but when you look at normal bone under a microscope, like a bone tissue sample, it kind of looks like a honeycomb. Mm -hmm. And when you get osteoporosis, what happens is those spaces in the honeycomb are very wide, they're very large. And so the connective kind of tissue within the bone is, is very porous, which of course leads it to more susceptible to breaking mm -hmm. fractures mm -hmm. um, and that type of thing. Um, and so we diagnose these two things based on a DEXA scan, which is a test that's really recommended for women about 65 and older right now. Mm -hmm. um, again, based on those kind of, you know, criteria that... Population-based mm -hmm, health. Population-based health. Um, and what a DEXA scan is, it's really kind of a cool test, but it's, it's non-invasive and it's painless, so mm -hmm. it's not going to hurt. Um, but it's an x-ray, and it looks at the bones specifically in certain areas of the body, the lumbar spine. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at that area. We're looking at the hips um, and different areas of the hips, like the long bones and the actual hip joint itself, um, and then your wrist. And so what they do is they look at your DEXA scan and they score it um, based on comparing it to normal young bones in a the same sex. So mm -hmm. if a man would were to get a DEXA scan per se, they would compare that to a younger man, like maybe in his 30s. Mm -hmm. um, when you would expect normal bone matrix right. density. Mm -hmm. And so then they look at these scores and they're, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about them, but just know that that's how it's diagnosed and how we pick it up. Is it's a scoring system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it's, it's not a necessarily spectrum. a net score. Right. It's, it's a deviation it's from the mean. At any of these areas mm -hmm. could trigger criteria, diagnostic criteria right. um, to carry this, this, this identification. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're either normal or you have osteopenia or osteoporosis. And if you have osteoporosis, how bad? Right. And it quantifies mm -hmm. the amount of bone density loss. Right which is really critical. Mm -hmm. So uh, why why should people care? I mean, it's interesting. And if everyone is kind of bound, especially women are bound to, um, like, why is this a big deal? Is it only women? Is it, should only women care? Help, help us all understand why, why does bone density matter at scale? So, Obviously, normal bone density, you know, you want a healthy skeleton. You want a healthy infrastructure to carry your body around to be able to function at a high level. Um, when we see osteopenia, it's not a life or death sentence. Like, it's not severe bells and whistles. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that's, you know, hopefully reversible with some of the things we'll talk about later. But when you get into osteoporosis, it's a severe 
a significant source of mortality for people. Mm-hmm. Um, it is one of the top 10 killers of females, which I did not realize that. Which is wild. Yeah. Um, and that means all of the things in the universe that can kill a woman, mm-hmm. it's in the top 10. Yeah. And, and like we think about cancer, breast right, cancer, heart disease, cancer, heart disease, strokes, Alzheimer's dementia, all right. the big ones, Infections. but I would have never pegged osteoporosis mm-hmm. in even the top 10. It's a, it's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And 50% of humans on the planet over the age of 50 have osteoporosis, which is staggering. Yeah, that's even hard to even understand, mm-hmm. especially if you're hearing this and you live in a um, kind of a first world nation. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the planet, outside of first world nations, it's an even larger killer of humans, not just females, and it largely due to, um, you know, uh, nutritional deficiencies. Mm-hmm. There just isn't enough f- food. Yeah or nutritious food, so you get diseased bone. Mm-hmm. Um, but in civilized worlds, uh, civilized countries, uh, you know, United States, most of Europe, uh, Canada, Australia, like it's very much skewed towards postmenopausal women. Yeah, so. and uh, you know, the mortality comes from the high risk for falls, especially in the elderly. I mean, you working in the ER, how many times did you see an elderly woman come in with a hip fracture oh, yeah. due to a fall, you know. Way too often. And um, those can be deadly. Well, and the data tell <coughs> us that the mortality rates at 12 months after a hip fracture approach 50%. Yeah. Like That's scary. That's approaching half of a woman, half of all women who break their hip will not be alive in 12 months mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as a direct consequence of a hip fracture. It could yeah. have been they developed pneumonia, a blood clot, infection, failed mm-hmm. surgery sepsis from a bed sore it it just once you break your a bone in your pelvic floor which is the most important hinge point Mm -hmm. in the musculoskeletal system of a human everything is on high alert yeah uh, because you're not moving right and when you don't move uh that's a fast track to not living long Mm -hmm. you we are created to be in motion yeah um and when we're not bad things happen yeah so it's a major, major deal. Second part of this discussion is, uh, and we've alluded to it in part, but in whole, can you run us through the primary contributors to this as a problem? Again, keeping it super high level. Mm-hmm. Like why is osteoporosis such a problem? Well, some of the contributing factors are, and we see see these type of women in our practice, is the females that have a really small body habitus yes. or small frame. Um, sometimes they're of Asian descent or other races, but, you know, tiny, tiny women have a higher risk of osteoporosis and, and osteopenia. So we have to keep them in mind. Um, poor nutrition, you've kind of touched on that already. Um, and a lot of the vitamin deficiencies, which are super common, like, I don't know. Um, the last time I looked at a lab sheet where one of our members was not vitamin D deficient. Who wasn't supplementing. Right, who was not supplementing. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't know the last time I've seen a, an optimal range of vitamin D in someone who was not supplementing. Yeah. I'm, I, I cannot <clears throat> remember. Yeah, and you know, it's called the sunshine vitamin. And if you think about it, you know, for me personally, probably 90% of my day is spelt in, spent indoors. Mm-hmm. I'm at a desk behind a computer. Um, I don't get enough sunshine during the day and and we don't really convert enough vitamin D from the sun anyway, unless we're out in it a lot. Um, 
So that's a huge contributor. And then calcium, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously that's a bone building mineral. So yeah, the primary mineral in bone is Mm -hmm. calcium. Yep. And so it's needed for a lot of biochemical processes Mm -hmm. in our physiology. And so if the body needs it because you're not eating it, it's going to absorb it from your bone. Right. And this is where you get into trouble. Yeah. And so, and if you're not getting enough of it through your diet, like I know a lot of our females are void dairy for a lot of different reasons. Yep. And so, or they don't get enough leafy green vegetables, you know, those. And even if they do, there's things about quality of food, mm-hmm. there's quality of soil, there's a, there's a minerally depleted, like there's, it's a multifactorial, multifaceted problem. The net result is most women are not getting enough micronutrient density in their everyday diet, mm-hmm. causes a host of of risks to be elevated one that we're talking about today is osteoporosis yeah Um, another big one is not enough strength training so you know i'm was guilty of this for a long long time in my fitness journey of cardio 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 because you know my goal was to lose fat and while that's a worthy goal um, and I do see a lot of women at the gym on the cardio machines, yeah. not not judging them. However, um, getting in the the gym and doing weight bearing exercises is super important for laying down new bone and pr- and uh, preserving the bone that you have. When we talk about strength training exercise or weight weight bearing exercises too, um, anything where your feet touch the ground, for example, running or walking is weight bearing. Swimming and biking is not. Mm-hmm. So there's a big difference mm-hmm. um, and getting enough of that in your routine throughout the week of th- those weight bearing things. It's a big, big deal that you touched on. I sh- I, it bears kind of just highlighting one more time, not to go too deep, but, and we've created content on mm-hmm. the benefits of strength training for women, but, and this is generalities. I'm speaking in general. There are certainly some women who love lifting and there are certainly some men who love cardio, mm-hmm. but on average men begin their fitness journey with weights yeah in general Mm -hmm. women in general begin their fitness journey with some form of cardio on the treadmill the elliptical and forgot a lot of guys cardio is kind of an afterthought or i'll squeeze in a little bit if i can or if i have some energy at the end of my workout i'll go do it women it's almost the inverse Mm -hmm. on average and another form another um another example of of strength weight bearing exercise as you mentioned in walking especially if you're a heavier woman mm-hmm. now a heavy woman is going to have a unique risk profile for other things like metabolic disease etc uh, but a very heavy woman by definition with every step is strength training her femur and her pelvis mm-hmm. they have very thick and very healthy bone density they, they tend to not break hips yep. the women who break hips are tiny women, as you've alluded to. Mm-hmm. I just really want to stress this. Yeah. This is, this is, y- you check all the marks for cardiovascular risk reduction, for dementia reduction, ding, 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 all these things, and then out of nowhere, a top ten killer is in there that is uniquely going to impact lean, fit, metabolically pristine women. Yep. Eighty-five. And it's scary. On no medicine, living their best life, trip over a rose bush, break a hip, dead in three months. Mm-hmm. Like. That's what happens. Yeah. Um, anyway, w- we can move on, but I, th- strength training is really, really a big deal. So if you're a, a little woman and you've done all of your risk stratifying to maximize or to minimize your risk for cardiovascular disease, do not 
overlook the benefits of loading your spine and squatting, lunging, deadlifting, weight-bearing exercise. Mm -hmm. You have to challenge those bones because your weight, your 120-pound frame, is not enough to force your bones mm -hmm. to be stronger because we won't waste energy. We won't make bones that are stronger mm -hmm. than we need and unless I, we get signals that we need more. And I promise you, you will not get bulky. <laughs> I've been doing this for a year and a half, and I am not bulky. One of the biggest <laughs> myths. Uh, that many women struggle with is I don't want to lift because I don't want to look like a boy. Right. That is not going to happen. Right. It just will not. You you will have more tone. Every woman's physique that you look at as a woman and say, gosh, she looks really good. That woman lifts weights. Yep. Pro with no exception. Mm -hmm. Muscle tone, muscle definition, not being soft. These are the qualities that as a human we all crave. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being a buff woman is not going to happen by strength training. Right. Um, and again, if you want more information on that or our thoughts on that, we've got, we'll link to some other episodes that we've done, which was a great episode mm -hmm. on the benefits of, of um, strength training, strength for training women. specifically yep. for women. Um, another not talked about enough benefit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Another one is um, your hormone levels. I mean, we're pretty bullish about this in our practice, which I love. Yeah. But again, vitamin D3 is a hormone, so we can't overlook that one. Mm -hmm. um, but knowing your thyroid levels, you know, optimizing your thyroid helps with calcium um, um, met metabolism and, and regulation in the body. Testosterone for both men and women. Huge. Huge, super important hormone. And again, you know, this comes with some controversy, but if you find a provider that knows how to optimize the levels and is safe about it, it can, testosterone lays down 50% more bone than estrogen. Yeah. You know, estrogen is thought of the, the bone. The magic hormone the for The magic bone. hormone for bone, but really it's testosterone and especially in mm -hmm. women. Um, so, you know, don't. But estrogen is that. important too. Yeah. So mm -hmm. hormone optimization for women that are postmenopausal, uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely, um, being in an, say it this way, one of the major contributors to postmenopausal osteoporosis numbers that we're seeing mm -hmm. is the hormonally barren environment that right. women find themselves the day after they go into menopause. Mm -hmm. um, everything that kept you young and healthy and vibrant on the front half hormonally is gone. Yeah. And so this is why disease tends to outpace their, and females tends to outpace their male counterparts on the back half of life. Mm hmm. Um, it's a tremendous overlooked disadvantage mm -hmm. that women have that in many cases can be managed through a thoughtful approach, discussion, and consideration of hormone optimization. Yeah. Um, what's, what's one more? And then it's just like we've alluded to, it's just not on people's radar. You know, if, yeah. if you have never heard about these diseases before or maybe it's something like you think oh my grandma is going to yeah. get had osteoporosis i don't need to think about it right now or it's something that like i'm not this little percentage of yet. people deal with yeah no 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 no. this is a big deal mm -hmm. 50 percent of humans that's a lot <laughs> yeah um yeah just the fact that it's not being talked about yeah is a major contributor to the fact that this is a problem mm -hmm. In the last section of, of the episode, as we always do, we like to leave with some actionable steps. If you're listening to this and if, if there's a woman listening to this, Jen, and, and they're like, you have my attention. Mm -hmm. First I of all. I hope so. <laughs> for, exactly. First of all. <laughs> Thank you. That's our, if, if one person 
from this episode sparks a conversation with their provider, then it's worth it. Yeah. That, that's, that's really what our North Star is on this episode mm-hmm. is to just get people to Do talk about it. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the first thing is put it on your yeah, radar. So action step. Number one. Put it on your radar. Put it on your radar. Yeah. The biggest thing we're, we're, you know, we've talked a lot about and you've helped me understand there's a difference between preventing chronic disease and delaying, yeah. right? That's a huge difference. And um, the goal with all of this is to prevent and delay osteopenia. We don't, we don't even want the precursor to, to happen, right? So that's the biggest thing. And to have a conversation about your provider where you are on the spectrum, you know, or where you might be. And maybe you do need a DEXA scan earlier than 65. Yeah. You know, where am I as let's a baseline? Get, let's get a good baseline, you know, even before I hit postmenopause. Sure. And then see if we need to rescan or do something like no, that. No, in an ideal world, before a woman is menopausal, she would have a bait, what I would consider a baseline mm-hmm. DEXA scan, even if you had to pay out of pocket cash. Right. I paid to have one done. My insurance is going to pay for that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. Hundred bucks, two hundred bucks. It it was. There was some cost. It wasn't a. It wasn't a ton. Yeah. Um. It was. It was interesting information. But I think having a baseline is really super super useful. Mm-hmm. As especially when you start to fall. Well, where did I live historically? It gives you some sort of like horizon to shoot for. A lot of women don't have that. They can't go back in time and get that. They already find themselves sixty four and menopausal. And, then the answer is yesterday. Yeah. Get, just get one. Just get it. Yeah. Um, and you need to know, you need to have eyes on it. You can't mm-hmm. manage what you don't measure. That's and right. we have a way to actually measure what is the state of the union of my bones. Mm-hmm. And is this something that I'm, everything's good? Cool. Carry on. We'll check again in five, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Is it mild osteopenia, moderate osteopenia? Oh my gosh. Like I am like sprinting towards osteoporosis. Do I need to double down on all these strategies to prevent or delay the onset of diseased bone called osteoporosis? Mm -hmm. And God forbid we find osteoporosis, but at least you know. Right. Many women discover they have osteoporosis when they break their hip. Yeah. How could this happen? I just just tripped on a step Mm -hmm. on a parking where they park the parking block things, Mm -hmm. a curb, Mm -hmm. just a misstep. Bing, bing, bang. I can't get up. I don't know what happened. Uh, feels like a bomb went off in my hip. Oh, it's fractured. Oh, look at your bones are so thin. No one's ever told me that. Right. They said I was normal. Mm-hmm. We just want, for as many women as possible, that to not be the, the story. Yeah. Um, so I'm going on and on about that, but I think <laughs> I <love laughs> having it. the conversation is uh, putting it on the radar is number one. What's the next thing? Um, fix your nutrition. So you know, obviously knowing your numbers is important. Get your vitamin D levels checked. Make sure that you're supplementing. We recommend 5,000 IUs or international units to start, depending on where your oh, levels are. D3. D3, the actual hormone itself. Mm-hmm. And you want to eat that with a fatty meal. So it's a fat-soluble Yeah, this hormone. is a real pro's tip. Mm-hmm. We found this out clinically. The absorption is far better if it's being consumed with a fatty meal. Yeah. As opposed to, we teach a lot of fasting, mm-hmm. you know. People will take their vitamins and their fasting, and they're just not getting great levels. Right. The, those fatty, soluble vitamins, they need the fat to be absorbed. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so vitamin D3. Um, 
we talked about calcium, calcium, making sure you're getting enough of that. Just if you need to supplement, you can, or you can get There's it lots through, of options, you know, There's chews. There's fish, um, dark, dark leafy greens, those type mm-hmm. of things. Um, and, uh, the next one is hormone replacement therapy. Again, you've alluded to sometimes this can be controversial, not for us. We mm-hmm. measure male and female hormones. We encourage our members to optimize them. We're very skilled at doing that. Um, and, and we get great results from it. So, yeah, I mean, I want to pause here just for a second because this is, this is a controversial area mm-hmm. and depending on the provider that you have, um, they may have a different belief system or a different conviction or maybe avoiding their knowledge. And because as physicians, our first rule is do no harm. They might poo poo or dismiss it because they just don't know. It may not be that they're not interested. And so, um, although very controversial across the board, it's not controversial to us. Right. We've done our due diligence. We've done several hundred hours worth of deep diving into each and every one of these. And we feel very confident that in most cases it makes a ton of sense and the benefits outweigh the risks. There are some situations that we are very clear on that we're hunting for where this does not make sense and the mm-hmm. benefits do not outweigh the risk and that you'd be deploying other strategies, Correct. not this make the most sense from a risk stratification, but like crossing the street has risk. Everything in life has risk, taking action, not taking action, doing, not doing all of those have a certain benefit versus risk analysis that needs to be made. All we're saying is get yourself in front of somebody who is willing to at least have the conversation so that you can properly assess your unique risk and your unique potential benefit profile right. and then make an ed- Make an informed decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to know. You got to know. And we talked about strength training. Again, we're created to be strong, fast, nimble creatures. I mean, I love the the, the thing that you said in the, um, I think it was strength it was strength training for men um, content, but it we're, it's our duty to be strong. Oh. And it's the same with, yes. with women. You know, one of my mantras when I'm going through some of my workouts, which are really hard, and I do not like them, but I do them mm-hmm. for all of these reasons to keep myself healthy and fit is I'm strong and capable. That's like my mantra. I'm strong that. and I'm capable. I'm strong and I'm capable. And I just keep saying that over and over again, C- trying to like embed hmm. it into my brain <laughs> um, so that I start to believe it because it's it's a great feeling when you're strong, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially as a female, it just boosts your confidence, no, yeah, I mean, feeling powerful physically is not a male thing. Mm-mm. It's a human thing. And um, I'm really glad you brought that up, that you, I wasn't expecting you to, to pull that <laughs> up. I haven't thought about that in a while, but I do deeply believe, for me personally, mm-hmm. I believe it's important for everyone. Yeah. My personal conviction is that it is my absolute duty to be powerful mm-hmm. physically. And what I continue to say in that line of thinking, I haven't thought about this in a while, but is the best way to demonstrate to myself that I actually am strong is to be strong. Yeah. And so there's this beautiful process of pursuing something because I feel duty driven to, mm-hmm. and then getting the feedback that it, c- confirmatory feedback 
that you are. And so not only am I doing right by my musculoskeletal system, my own personal psychology, my, my tone, my attitude, my outlook on life, you just show up differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. You show up into your home, into the boardroom, at the schoolyard, you just show up different. Mm -hmm. And people who have been around strong, powerful people physically know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's a. They carry themselves a little differently, don't they? <laughs> I mean, they really do. Yeah. You know, that comes across as confidence. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's just a general sense of confidence when your physical body is as strong as your mental body and your like there's this beautiful like congruence mm -hmm. um, that takes place so as a summary the action steps um, just put it on your radar mm -hmm. um, you know in a lot of ways it's it's like what we've talked about in many of our other episodes where it's like find your team yeah like if you have them that's fantastic please take advantage of the providers that are in your life that are ready, willing, and able to help you do that. If you don't have that provider or you have a provider where you don't think that's the right relationship, go find your provider. Yeah. But this needs to be, especially as a woman, especially as a woman at 50 or above, th this needs to really be escalating up your list of things to do mm -hmm. to, to get eyes on. Um, Look, know what your vitamin D is. Know your numbers. Mm -hmm. And and for most people, you're going to need to supplement. Yeah. And it's vitamin D3. Our general recommendation is around 5,000 units a day with a fatty meal. Um, just automate it. Just mm -hmm. do it. Um, hormone therapy. Have that conversation with your team. Do a benefits risk analysis. Make an informed decision. Be a powerful thinker. Mm -hmm. Make powerful decisions. Free thinking, powerful th people like to make powerful decisions. And so... This all sets the table. And ladies. <laughs> Lift the heavy stuff. And if you don't know how to. Oh. Or it's scary. Or you don't want Hire someone yeah. to help you. <laughs> this uh, is where you don't compromise on trying no, no, no. it by P yourself. Just, look, I know it's an investment. And you may have to kind of save. It may be a Christmas present. It may be something that you have to kind of budget. But at some point, when you're ready to implement this, and you have no idea where to start with weights and they're scary and you don't, there are amazing trainers, men and women trainers, who would love to introduce you to weights mm -hmm. in a way that is aligned with your personality, your goals, but most importantly, safe, that yeah. it's safe. There is a safe and productive way to get yourself as a woman under some weight. Mm -hmm. And when you do, you are going to start unlocking some physicality that probably you forgot you had. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's worth it. It's worth it. Coming from someone who consistently, <laughs> how long have you been? Um, well, I didn't plan on going here, but oh, it just yeah. kind of. Thanks for asking. Um, definitely a year. I mean, we worked up to. Fake news. It's no, been no, no. longer than a no, year. No, 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 no. We worked up to me getting under the bar and like squatting and deadlifting and stuff but working I, with a fitness coach oh yeah yeah um sorry i misunderstood you um a year and a half you weren't ready to lift weights that's exactly my point yeah your body was in no shape mm -mm. and i don't know where if you're listening to this where you are in your journey this is the benefit of if it's scary and you're uncertain hire a pro yeah that can 
get you ready to do this in a way where you don't get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen Gen Justice <laughs> front and center. I don't have the right, I didn't, haven't done the math. How long have you been working on a regular basis, at least once a week with a trainer outside of a vacation week? How long have you been working with a trainer? A year and a half in May. So yeah, a year and whatever that is. Every week. Almost a year. Almost two years. Invest, yeah. Three days in a yourself. week. Yeah. And it's not cheap. <laughs> no, it's a significant And I appreciate you letting me do it during the work day, which he does, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I look at it as an investment. I don't look at it as, a, as an expense. And I love paying him. Can you talk about that real quick? Don't, yeah. don't, what do you mean it's an investment and not an expense? So what does that mean in English? It's one area in my life where I don't mind spending extra money because you either pay for it now or you pay for it later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the investment part for me is I'd rather pay for it now and have a strong, capable body mm-hmm. into my later years. I'm not in postmenopause yet, but it's on the radar for me. And I'm very mindful of what's next. And I love making that investment in my health for yeah. myself. You know, it's it's not something that my husband can do for me. It's not something that you can do for me. I'm doing it for myself. And so I take the time out of my day, out of my week, out of my bank account to make that a, a huge priority um, for myself. I, I also love buying sneakers, but you know, <laughs> Um, some things come that's first. Not so, that's not and necessarily that's my, my strength training comes first. Yeah. The <laughs> the the amount of discipline that you have exhibited, um, and commitment. It's, it's consistency. Yeah. yeah. Your commitment to being consistent mm-hmm. and showing up, whether you feel like it or not, yeah. because you deserve the results, has been something beautiful to watch unfold. Thank you. Um, and I, I think I think your story will land mm-hmm. and, and inspire a lot of women to begin what for many I know feels scary mm-hmm. and kind of like that's a man's world and like I don't really want to do that and you know, all the so many stories yeah. in their minds about why they don't do it and you're just a great example of a woman who just looked at her fear around it and stepped right into it and then just kept showing up and it systematically got less scary mm-hmm. and less scary and less scary. And all of a sudden you're like, I actually, this is who I am. And I do these things. Remember like, the sea collar comment? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of shaking my head. No with my trainer. Yeah. I need you to do this. And she's no, no, yeah. no, 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 like no. I can't do it. I'm, he, I'm not going to lift. he famously said, I'm going to get you a sea collar <laughs> so that you could stop shaking your head with everything. He thinks he's funny, but uh, yeah, those days are past. I don't, in fact, I just did it the other day with like some pull-ups that we were doing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, do we need to do a lap around the building? You just shook your head no. And I haven't seen you do that in forever. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. That's funny. <laughs> New levels. Yeah. Well, I hope this episode is useful. Jen, I appreciate you really um, leading the charge on this mm-hmm. one. I know Thank this you. is a topic that's very passionate for you. Um, and um, as all health, but women health specifically, mm-hmm. this is a real area that gets overlooked. I'm happy to create some content around this. Um Any famous last words? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. I want to thank you so much for your attention. Listen, I don't take it for granted. It means the absolute world to me. 
You can find out more about today's episode at brentwoodmd.com forward slash podcast. There you'll find the show notes, all the related links to this episode and tons of other resources. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so. And if you've already subscribed, then it would mean so much to me if you left a review. If you think we'd be a good fit to work together, or you would just simply like to know more about the concierge services that I provide my private clients, email us at membership at brentwoodmd.com. And now for the obligatory disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only and does not constitute the practice of medicine or the giving of medical advice as no doctor-patient relationship has been formed. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should seek the advice of their own medical professional providers.